0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh my God. Wait,
1: how old was the other girl? 19 Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Is a good book? He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk.
2: Oh, no, she didn't.
1: I'm so excited because normally I, I feel like we're either getting into like a heavy episode or it's going to be like, you know, something big and monumental. But my two ladies that are here, um, I'm so excited because it's just going to be fun. Shit show yes. messiness of like relationships and travel. Um, so before we jump in, tell me a little bit about the podcast that
2: you guys do. So, we are just a little detour podcast. My name is Lizbeth de los Reyes,
0: and I am Anna Hearman.
2: And our podcast is about travel, yes, and the shit show stories that happen during travel. Uh, What happens before and after travel and just like we give tips, tricks, and what's our other word? Oh, God. I don't even know. Tips, tricks. Something else. (laughs) But uh, we kind of help advise those listeners who are Guide people like
1: me who go on shit show solo travel extravaganzas.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And a big thing that we like to mention is like we're just traveling a lot of times as like single women or like, Mm -hmm. you know, two women by ourselves. And like, you know, you can do it. Because like some people I feel like are a little bit like afraid like oh I don't want to go by myself but like you can totally travel by yourself oh for sure I mean
1: the first question I always get is oh my god weren't you terrified like what do you mean you were just like out traveling in the world alone as a single female like dun 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 yeah I'm
0: I'm like like, like, I don't know what's gonna happen exactly I've been in the world for almost 30 years right right nothing bad's happened yet
1: yeah Yeah. as long as you're safe and aware of your surroundings and shit it's like Mm -hmm. you know You're pretty okay.
2: It shouldn't keep you from traveling either. I try to encourage our listeners to go out into the world and like see the world from a different perspective as well to come back and just kind of hopefully learn a lesson while you were out there too. Totally. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um,
1: And I actually met Mm -hmm. you, Liz. First of all, this is the first time I've had three people on the podcast at once. (laughs) This is our first like trifecta threesome (laughs) on FML talk. Um, And we met on. My second solo trip, when we I was in Bali, we met at, um, at the last hostel that
2: I stayed at. Aria Hostel. Aria Hostel. Yes. Shout
1: out to Aria Hostel. <laughs> uh, such a fucking pristine hostel, man.
2: Honestly, it was. It was so pristine that the girl that I was traveling with, Alex, she was like... Are we not posh enough for this place? <laughs> it was. It was
1: a little bougie. I mean, so bougie. it was a bougie, but with like a dash of like, okay, this is a good place to end my trip after roughing it in a couple other places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we were meeting at the bar at Aria Hostel, um, I sat down next to Liz and was, you know, we started like talking about our travels and stuff. And I think you had asked me like, why are you, you know, on this trip? What brings you to Asia? And I was like, wow. Well, girl let me tell you um (laughs) went on this fucking like epic fml journey um to Mm -hmm. europe and like you know kind of told you my story and your jaw dropped which i you know have gotten used to that reaction but your jaw dropped because of a different reason and it's because you've gone through something weirdly similar yes so go ahead and take me through that shit show of a story
2: when you started talking about like um i I don't. You said something about like you only had forty eight hours to decide whether you were not getting on the plane, and that's when my jaw dropped because I was like, "This bitch had forty eight hours. I had twenty minutes."
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was my first interaction, but like, it was just so insane to hear another woman tell my story back to me, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I felt like an instant connection to you. It might have just been like Bali. Might have just been, like, (laughs) that we were just, like, in a different place, but, like, I felt so connected in a sense because, like, I felt like you were the one person who understood how I felt. Mm. Like, and, um, so, okay, my story is, um, I was dating this guy for about three and a half years, and he had moved to Spain to do his master's degree, and we did, um, like, six months long distance, and... Which is tough. Yeah. Mm. It was really tough. And it's not easy, especially when you have an eight-hour time, time difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, And um, so I went to go visit him in December of 2018, so one year after your story. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I noticed that something was different, and I like called him out on it. I was like, I feel like you don't love me the way that you love me when we were back in the States together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, don't worry about it. And he kind of like I don't know what the proper term is, but it was kind of it which what is gaslighting?
1: Uh, gaslighting is like when you manipulate someone into thinking they're crazy.
2: So he was like, I'm not gonna break up with you. I'm afraid you're gonna break up with me. Yes, so that was that would that would okay, be gaslighting. Sorry, gaslighting correct terminology. He <laughs> gaslit the shit out of me while we were together in Barcelona and I was like, This is I felt that, like, disconnect, that tension, and I was like, okay, this is really weird. But then I flew back to the States, and then um, I flew back in January, and then immediately in February, I bought another ticket to go see him again in May.
1: And how old were you during all this? I was... 21 okay so that's really young to be in a committed long-distance relationship spending money to go fly this motherfucker
2: like to go see him in barcelona i was so young i look back and i'm like that girl went through so much at such (laughs) a young age (laughs) no so um i i bought this ticket automatically in february to go see him in may and everything was fine we were talking april comes along And shit hit the fan because I asked him where he saw our relationship going. And he was, like, up in arms about it. He was like, I don't know why you're asking me these questions. I don't understand why you're so worried about our relationship. It's everything is fine. And I was like, you got me fucked up if you think that everything is fine. (laughs) Of course, I'm asking this question because I want to know. Plus, at this time, too, I was looking at going to school in London Or in Scotland to continue my master's degree. So I wanted to like kind of make this move out there too if he was on board. Right. But this question, like I said, put him up in arms and um, he hung up on me. And then uh, never did I hear him talk on the phone again. After he hung up, he was like, I'm done having this conversation. We will pick this up some other time. So we hung up the phone And I was like, fine, okay, whatever. I went to work. Two days later, still no text message from him. So I texted him and I was like, hey, I understand that we had a fight. Like, can we talk Talk about about it it like
1: fucking adults?
2: Yeah. Right? Nothing. No response. I could see that he read my message and then just there was nothing. And it was like that for a month and a half. He would like read them and then not respond. Oh, my God. So I saw him, like, doing this, and then every, like, two weeks, he would be, like, I'm sorry that I'm not responded. I'm sure this is driving you crazy. I just need some space. I still love you. Ew, dude.
1: Ew. <laughs> super <laughs> manipulative. For, for lack of better words, ew. Yeah, okay,
2: super manipulative. And I was like, okay, I got my text. He still is in this relationship. Like, he knows that I'm flying out there in May. Right. I think it's going to be Okay wrong like I just I wasn't getting any kind of anything from him I was like I just wanted to be May already so I can fly over there and be like what the fuck is happening especially in a
1: long distance relationship when you need to be even more like communicative and like supportive Mm -hmm. and constantly talking about like how everybody's feeling because the distance between you is just so like such a factor. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds to me this term I've learned recently called breadcrumbing. Yes, have we heard of this? I'm I not. Have. Okay, so you have to. Well, I'll just drop this knowledge on you real quick. um So breadcrumbing is a thing that people do in relationships when they're not like fully there but they're scared to lose you so they drop these little tiny breadcrumbs so that you're like oh no he still loves me because look right here here's a piece of bread right oh my right God. here
2: that was me i was fucking hansel and gretel <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, so I, I've had people comment on my videos about ho- my the, my relationship with Javier. And they're like, you realize you were being breadcrumbed, right? And I was like, no, what the fuck is breadcrumb? Like, sorry, I'm not a millennial. I don't know what we're talking <laughs> no. about right now. Um, and um, maybe actually, technically, when I was born, I am a millennial. But I refuse to, like, identify with that. So um, <laughs> moving on. Um, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And they were like, well, you know, like, every time they leave the door open or every time they send you that text or, like, you know, give you some little inkling that, like, there's hope. There's a possibility like that's a fucking breadcrumb. And I was yeah. like, oh well fuck me, I'm a mouse and like apparently this is what's been happening for the past year and a half
2: of my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he was breadcrumbing me hard. Yeah. Like because so he knew too that I was going. So he and here's here's the crazy thing is like It was driving me literally insane because there would be some days where I'd text him that I loved him and I missed him. And then, like, two days later, I'd be like, you're a fucking coward. You haven't texted me back. You haven't responded. Do I need to find an Airbnb? And then another three days would pass and be like, I'm so sorry that I called you a coward. Can, like, please just get in contact with me? Like, it was, like, I felt really pathetic and, like, I just... I was going through so many mood swings and he was on the other end receiving all of those mood swings as well. So I'm sure he was like, this is nuts.
1: Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, And desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active enjoy FMLers well yeah but this is nuts because he's making you nuts like just pick up the phone and have a goddamn conversation okay Mm -hmm. so when was it that like you eventually
2: you get to the airport or did you guys talk before then I was taking my x-ray boards so I was already in a really high stress state because I was taking uh, national boards to get like my licensing for x-ray and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and like in the midst of this my breakup is like Happening, um, but I I take my boards and I pass them, and then the following week I'm like going to Barcelona. So I texted him, and I was like, Hey, I wanted to let you know that I passed my boards, so like he could at least like congratulate me because right. he knew that that was important to me. And then I was like, I will be flying out in a week. Like, let me know if I need to get an Airbnb. And then he texted me back, and he was like, I'm in Paris right now. Like, I'm at this wedding. I will get in contact with you once I get back into Spain and like that was it and I was like okay so then he flies back into Spain the day before that I leave and he's like trying to call me but like there's shitty connection there is like wi-fi stuff going on where I couldn't connect properly so we couldn't even get on the phone and like have an actual conversation because it was cutting off and like half of the conversation kept getting dropped
1: and at this point you guys were still in a full-on relationship yeah supposedly supposedly,
2: and it was like I was like trying to be like at this point I'm like trying to gamble from our relationship I'm like are you gonna pick me up like what's what's the situation do Mm -hmm. you do you still love me if we're not together can I still stay at your house right and like those those um conversations weren't coming through because of the shitty connection and I was like fuck it whatever like I'm gonna he knows I'm flying in I'm gonna fly in tomorrow he's got to pick me up. Mm-hmm. So I get to the airport. It's the next day. I get to the airport. I'm at the airport at like 5 a.m. My flight leaves at 8 a.m. And um, I'm like getting my food. I'm at my gate. They start boarding. And I'm like group C. So the first group A goes, okay, nothing happens. Group B goes, okay. Right when they call my my group, group C, I my phone rings. And I look down and it's Isaac calling. And I was like, oh. Like, here we go. So I answered the phone call, and I'm like, hello. And he's like, hey, Liz, what are you doing when you get to Spain? And I was like, are you going to pick me up? And he was like, no, I can't pick you up because I can't be in a relationship with you. And then he he used the word anchored. So he said, I can't be anchored to another country, let alone another person. And it was that sentence that just, like, broke. It, like, the surge. It yeah. felt the surge yeah. then and there. Like, everything inside of me just broke. I mean, dude.
1: Like, motherfucker, I am holding my ticket. Yeah. Stepping onto a plane yeah. to fly across the world to mm-hmm. see your raggedy ass. And you have the audacity to call me as I'm getting on the fucking pl- Like, you couldn't yeah. have taken the... Months that you knew I had this mm-hmm. ticket book to be like, hey, can't be anchored to another country,
2: right? Like, what, dude? Yeah, it was the day of twenty minutes prior, uh, like as my gate is being called. I mean, this fool's making Javier look
1: like not that <laughs> bad in a lot of people's <laughs> eyes, <laughs> dude. Well, your trip was
0: supposed to be six weeks too. Yeah, it? And I was it wasn't gonna, because of what happened.
2: Right. So, well, and then I was, I, I called him out. I. Again, and I'm like crying. I was gonna
1: say, were you just crying the whole way to Europe? Like,
2: Like, what the fuck? Crying, and there was this couple in front of me. I felt so bad because they looked like they were just married. They were about to go on this honeymoon, and here you're like, like, don't do it. (laughs) I'm like, I hate you. I can't believe that I wasted my time with you while I was on the phone. And then like this couple is like just snuggling, and I'm like, fuck you guys. Oh my god, so funny. So um. I hang up the phone and I call my mom, of course, and I'm like in tears. I tell my mom what happened and she goes, okay, it's fine. She's like, are you going to get on the plane? And I was like, I don't know. Should I get on the plane? They're calling calling my group. She's like, look what you can do on the internet. See what you can find and see if you can book an Airbnb. And I was like, okay. So I pull out my laptop. I'm still sitting in my spot. I haven't gotten up. They're still calling like the rest of the group numbers and I'm like, Click-clacking away, I find an Airbnb, it was like $1,600, I book it for the six weeks, and then I close my laptop, and I get on this fucking plane.
1: Unreal. Yeah. And then. (laughs) And then. And
2: then. uh, I cried all the way to London. Cried in the airport at Heathrow. Yep. Uh, And that was really hard, too, because, like, you're just, like randomly crying and like people are looking at you like yeah are you gonna bomb the plane
0: or (laughs) are you
2: like going through something because like I was getting looks of concern left and right and um so I get to I get to Spain and uh I the motherfucker's really not at the airport
1: I mean, like, the fact like, that he couldn't, even if he wanted to break up with you, like, he can't be there to fucking pick you up and be like, hey, let me at least drive you to an Airbnb.
2: Right. Ugh. Nothing. Rude. Yes. So I get there. I get my SIM card, you know, to so that I can have um, calling while I'm in Spain. Plus, he lived in Spain, so I had his, like, house phone number.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I call his house, and his mom answers, and is like... Where are you going to stay? And I was like, I've got this Airbnb Airbnb booked. Here's a cafe next to Airbnb. Can you come talk to me, please? Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, I'll meet you at the cafe. Like, it'll be fine. It's
1: always the moms, man. The moms mm-hmm. always come in clutch
2: yeah. with these fucking men. Honestly. <laughs> so they,
1: they did raise them, so. Yeah, right? I mean,
2: so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I mean know. you know, Why once they get to a
1: certain age, like, 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 you know, they, they kind of stray fall off fall. on their own, yeah. so. Yeah. It's like. like They can't be held entirely responsible, but, like, also, you know, get it together, guys. Right.
2: So, like, we we get to this cafe, and, like, I see her, and I'm crying. And, like, right away she wanted to apologize for Isaac's actions, but I told her not to because I was, like, you need to not apologize to me because if he does this to another woman again, like, he's going to expect you to just go and say sorry for him again. Right. So it's kind of, like... I was being rude in a sense, but I was also being stern as in why I didn't want her pity or apologies I either. I think that's
1: rude. I think that's pretty fucking profound as a 21-year-old to be like, no, dude, you need to have your son fix his own shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was rough. And the conversation that I had with Maria, it was rough because I, she was someone that I really loved, mm-hmm. like truly. I loved her as a person. She had a beautiful soul. And even now, like... I still appreciate her as a woman.
1: Isn't it fucked up that like mm-hmm. I, I, I think that when you break up with someone and go through any type of like breakup or heartbreak, if you love their family or their dog, it's like 10 times harder. Yeah. Like, dude, anytime Tay and I broke up, I'd be like, oh, but Charles Bronson. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and like when Javier and I broke up, I was like, oh, his mother, dude. Like, fuck, man. It's like, it makes it that much worse, you know? Okay, sorry, I digress. And
0: tangled with like their family and stuff too, especially it's yeah. like a long relationship. It's hard to like also have to leave that. Right? right. It's like yeah. you're not
1: just breaking up with a person, you're breaking up with like a lot of things in one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go to the cafe and you sit down with his mom.
2: We have this like really mm-hmm. deep conversation. I told her not to apologize for her son, but that's not the important part. The important part is after she leaves because then I get a phone call from the Airbnb guy that I'm renting this place for six weeks And he calls me and he's like, hey, have you got in contact with Airbnb? There's been a situation. And I was like, oh, God, there's already been situations. (laughs) What's (laughs) the cherry on top to this next situation? He's like, Airbnb accidentally published my apartment. I have backpackers there already for the next two weeks. You can't stay there for six weeks. He's like, you can come back in two weeks after the backpackers leave. But for the next two weeks, you can't. You can't stay with you can't stay here. You got mean girl. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> you can't sit you with, can't us. Stay with us. <laughs> so I was like again crying. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Let me call Airbnb. Let's figure something out. So I hang up the phone, I call the international Airbnb. And I'm like, what's going on with this booking? And they're like, so we've canceled your entire booking and we've refunded the money. The only problem is that you are abroad and that's not going to get back to you until six to eight business days. Oh my God. And of course, I traveled like on a Wednesday. So like six to eight business days is like next Wednesday, including the the Mm -hmm. weekend. And I was like, in Barcelona, no boyfriend, no one to pick me up from the airport and nowhere to stay unreal yeah it was insane i sometimes i like sit and i like think about how i felt in that and that's when i like look back and i'm like damn she's pretty powerful to be yeah dude i mean like at
1: 21 are Mm -hmm. you kidding me
2: yeah
0: i would have been a mess at 21
1: (laughs) yeah i mean
2: i was but like Yeah, but you made it through. I made it through. That's the thing. It's like I made it through and I found myself in that process. Mm -hmm. So like now I'm like, I can't ever let myself feel that way again. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like empowering, but also it's, I feel really bad. For having to go through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it's like, those are the things that make us who we are. You know what I mean? And have you had situations since then where you've dated other people where you've seen signs of that and you've been like, sorry, motherfucker, nope.
2: Oh, um, (laughs) being being stood up now is like, I got stood up at a fucking airport, like... That's my biggest Wait, trigger now. It, well, yeah. Yeah. I If a person cancels on me and mm. I found out they canceled because of bullshit or like right. they wanted to go out and they just like, for example, this happened to me a month and a half ago. I went on this date with this guy and I thought he was great. And then we had a second or third date and he was like, oh, yeah, like I'm coming over. No big text me says he's got a migraine. And then I see like Snapchat stories of him <gasps> at the bar. And I was like, nope. Well, that's fucked up even if you don't have a trigger of that. Yeah. Fucking people are so dumb. Like, it's just be honest. Yeah. Like, just, like, grow a pair, dude. Yeah. And Uh, I definitely look for more communication skills, too, because we didn't have that in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's just different. Obviously, now I, I had to go to therapy after that shit happened. Well, yeah, I, would, I was pretty, I think so. Yeah, I was pretty fucked up about it as well.
1: But like, look where you are now.
2: Yeah, fucked I did. Up. Like, so like after that whole breakup. Anyways, my point is, like, I found I found a hostel. It was fine. I ended up booking a flight um, back to the United States after two weeks uh, being not even a week and a half being in Barcelona. I couldn't I couldn't deal with being in the same country as him. Yeah. Yeah, and he kept texting me, and like, do you want to go to the Japanese festival with me? And I was like, motherfucker, why? You just
1: broke my heart. Uh, Yeah,
2: and then my (laughs) my dumbass would go. Like, I would Uh, go, because he was like dangling this carrot in front of me. (laughs) Breadcrumbs, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And he was like, well, you're here, we might as well hang out. And I was like, well, I'm here, we might as well fucking work this out. And he was like, no, we're not going to do that, we should just hang out. Did you guys sleep together? No.
1: Oh, good for you, girl. Yeah. Because you know that's what, like, mm. he was, he's like,
2: well, you're here. We, we might, might as well, as well bone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, nope. Good he for would, you, girl. Yeah. He would bring me, like, snacks and stuff like that, try to get me to hang out with him. Granted, I was also really stupid. I got really fucked up one night where I had to call him because I was literally lost in Barcelona. I was like, I don't even know where the fuck I am. I don't know how to get back. Oh, my God. So I was, I would send him my location and be like, I'm really drunk. Please come find me. And then like, take me back to where I'm staying. Yeah. So it was just super toxic for the both of us to be there. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. So then I flew back and then I traveled the world. When I came back, I went to Canada, New York, Maine, Mexico, and then went to finish my last year of uh, undergrad. Amazing. Yeah. And
1: fucking world traveler
2: now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where did you go when you were in Asia?
2: So um, Asia was my graduation present and uh, for myself. Um, I went to, I spent a couple days in China. I was in Shanghai and then I went to India and did the Golden Triangle tour, which mm-hmm. was Agra, New Delhi and Jaipur. And then um, met up with my best friend, Alex, who I met in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went to Thailand. We went to Bangkok, Krabi and Aonang And then from there, we went to Bali, where we did Seminyak, um, Ubud, where Mm -hmm. I met you, and then flew back home. Oh, my God.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we got it in just in time.
2: Yeah. Ugh,
1: girl. It's crazy. You've been through the ringer. Okay. (laughs) Moving on from the the drama of Liz's airport disaster to... Miss Anna. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> um,
0: not, it's not as traumatic. I no, it's not. No, no, no. But you,
1: but it's interesting because you have like a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz and I both went through the seemingly traumatic experience of heartbreak and travel, and mm-hmm. you were on the other end of being the one to do the heartbreaking while you were traveling.
0: Yeah. So um, I had a, a boyfriend for uh, like five years. We dated, and uh, I had decided I wanted to do this. Uh, backpack trip through europe i wanted to do three weeks in europe and i was like i knew he didn't want to travel to all of the places that i wanted to go so i ended up going with one of my girlfriends and we did um iceland amsterdam berlin prague and then her husband was going to come meet us and then my boyfriend was going to come meet us in venice and then from venice we did like florence and paris nice so, they are supposed to come to Venice, and, like, I had planned I'd planned this whole trip for myself. I was, like, I wanted to do this for, like, years and years, and I was, like, okay, I've planned everything, and then, like, these people can just come with me. Like, I, like, mom did the trip. Right. <laughs> and uh, me and my friend, Amre, were in Venice. We were having a good time. Her uh, husband showed up. He had done his own flights, and he's, like, really comfortable with, like, flying different places, so he didn't have an issue. But my boyfriend was, like not into flying places he was really concerned about uh changing planes he had uh he had a layover in berlin and then he had a he had a layover in iceland he had a layover in berlin and then he showed up in Venice, and it started off on the wrong foot oh god because <laughs> he came to our hostel which we stayed um at like right outside of Venice, in this town called like maestra and he'd take the uh like a taxi down to the hostel that we were at and he didn't check to see if uh like they would take card oh god! so first he was like he took a taxi and they only accepted cash Mm -hmm. so that was like a whole thing because he showed up and like we were already drunk. Uh, <laughs> He's like, um, "I need money," and I was like, "Wow, that's a really that's a big problem, buddy. I don't know what to do." For uh, that. I was like, "I don't have money." <laughs> oh my god! Like, you you have a job? Pay the man. So he found like an ATM, paid him whatever, and then he was like mad just from the get go. We were had been drinking that day. And then um, we went to Venice the next day, and we actually had a really good time, like, wandering around. Like, he seemed like he was in a relatively good mood, but my phone had this problem where it would never point us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So we would, like, go down a couple blocks, and I'd be like, oh, we went the wrong way. I'd have to walk back. Yeah. So, like, that was the whole thing. He was per like,
1: per oh. used on, mm-hmm. on Google Maps and shit. <laughs> yeah. And, like,
0: I was like, whatever. It's like, you know, we walk a block, and then, like, right. we just around. Like, You're exploring what is it? the city. Yeah, it's extra steps. Who cares? And it was not okay with him. He was... He was like, I don't understand why well, you can't have like, a map that works or a phone that works. And I'm like... You're welcome okay. to try yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, well, do you want to, you know, use your phone? I know you're on a different provider that doesn't have, like, service here. You can get an unlimited package, but it'll be, like, a 100 bucks. Like, you can tool this around if you want to. But uh, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I was like, then don't fucking complain. Right. <laughs> yes. So the day that we were in Venice that day, um, that night, like this huge storm was rolling in and it started like, it was like pouring rain. And we got on the train to go back to our hostel and there's a station in between Venice and Maestra station. And it's like not a stop for any of the trains except for like four a day. And we just happened to be on the one where it stops in the middle. We're like, Oh, this must be Maestra station. Oh no. Cause we hadn't had experience yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so me, Andrea and her husband get off. And the door's closed. And my boyfriend's still on Shut the up. train. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> and he like slaps his hands against the window and he's like, Let me... Let me Oh my god. Like he was like Eric Andre trying to get into the DNC. Like <laughs> it was so funny. And we're like, we were just cracking up. We're like, this is exactly how this trip was gonna go. Was that oh. Ethan was gonna get stuck on the train? And we're never gonna see him again. Oh my god. <laughs> so the train leaves and he gets off at Meisho Station and he's totally fine, like unharmed. Right. Like he can figure out where the hostel is. And so he walked to the hostel, but where we're at, we're like two miles away. Oh my god. <laughs> it is like a monsoon coming down. And I have on um, like a wool sweater and then like my jeans and like the wool sweater as we're walking because there's no train that's gonna stop at the station. So we have to walk. Two miles oh to our God. hostel <laughs> in the pouring rain. My uh sweater was keeping me dry up top, but my jeans were like soaked, my underwear was soaked, my socks were soaked, my shoes were full of water. Ugh. And we get to the hostel, and like he was actually in a good mood at this point because he didn't have to walk in the rain for two right. miles. So he actually had bought us beer, and I was like, Oh, okay, like maybe you're not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. So the next day we were supposed to have a cooking class, and uh, we had to get there at a certain time, and it wasn't on, like, the Venice Island proper because there was, like, a bunch of, like, key islands out there. Mm -hmm. So we had to get a boat, like a water taxi, water bus, um, to this other island. And my phone was like, it should be over here. But because (laughs) of all the rain, it actually raised um, the water in the canals. So all the water buses were in the wrong location. Oh, weird. So we were trying to find it, and I don't speak Italian. He definitely doesn't speak Italian. Um, I was the only one that had a map that was, like, somewhat working. And we're, like, wandering around, and there's this huge bridge. It's, like, called, I am not I don't say it in Italian. But it's, San like, Regalo. No, no, not the Rialto oh. Bridge. Um, it's the Constitution Bridge. Mm. And it, uh, it has these big, clear steps. That's what I remember about it and we walked across it about five times <laughs> and finally as we walked across it like the fifth time I see the boat and the number that we're supposed to hit like we have to get on that boat and he's like so frustrated at this point point. and mean, like this is when I was like oh like I know we're gonna break up because he was like he turned to me and he was like I just don't understand why you're such a shitty person <gasps> and I was like what <laughs> I was like Want to walk across this bridge like five fucking times like neither did I but like also it was not even a mile like <laughs> yeah but like how does that constitute you being a shitty person <laughs> I have no idea I was like well the boat's right there like we just have to go get on that boat and he was like I just don't understand why you're being such a shitty person and I was like I'm not even gonna acknowledge this I was like let's get on the fucking boat and then I proceeded to just not speak to him <laughs> Oh, my God. For, like, the rest of the day. We went and did the cooking class, and we ate really good food, and I drank a lot of wine, and then we went back, and um, we went to meet my friends for dinner, and we all sat down, and they're like, oh, so how was your cooking class? And I was like, well, turns out, guys, I'm a shitty person. Oh, my God. And, like, my ex was like, I don't know why you need to bring this up. And I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have said it. Oh, my God. I was like, here. Like, I was so mad. So we had, like, this rest of this trip planned, and I was, like, not going to break up with him then because I was like, he'll never figure out how to get home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I have to be responsible You're for like, this then child. I will really be a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was what I was like. I was like, I'll be a shitty person if I break up with him right now, which is what I want to do. Right. And I had already decided that I was, like, gonna break up with him before we went on this trip because we had this other argument about the dishwasher which was also stupid (laughs) but he had already bought his ticket and I was like well I mean you know it's only a couple months away like I can just like oh my god (laughs) I'm a cancer so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know man I was like the whole thing happened and we got home and um my trip was in October and I, uh, I made my exit plan I crafted my argument for like why we shouldn't be together why I didn't think that this relationship was healthy for me like I had like mm-hmm. I had all of these layers built in of like if he says this then I'll have like this argument if he mm-hmm. says this then I'll have this and uh, we ended up breaking up uh, like in December and because I had like my exit plan and I was able to like go to my parents and right, do all right. of that because mm-hmm. I, I had a cat That was with him. That was my cat, and my parents were super allergic. So I was like, I have to, I have to break up with him in a way that's nice, so he'll take care of my cat. My God, find an apartment Uh, where my cat can live. uh, uh, Can't uh, go to my parents. So like, what ended up happening is like we just had this really sad breakup where I was like, I am just not in love with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Which is what it ended up being. Because I was like, "If, Mm -hmm. if you say those kinds of things to people, well, sure. It's like, you can't, I like, I was like, my parents were not, when I like grew up, like they did not insult each other or like, yeah, Yeah. there was not. there was no anger. When my parents broke up because they're divorced, um, it was like really fucking sad. Right. And that's what this breakup was. Like, it was just really sad because I was just like, this sucks that it didn't work out.
1: And it was like five years.
0: Yeah. And I had put a lot of time and effort.
1: Yeah. Was he, how did he feel about it?
0: Um, he was really... <laughs> sad about it um like I had told him multiple times that like if he kept doing these things I would break up with him like if he if he kept being Mm -hmm. like somebody who wasn't like taking care of like all aspects of his life Mm -hmm. then like I was like I don't really want to be with somebody who like isn't responsible like if you can't be responsible then i'm gonna break up with you and i would like i would tell him these things that i kept i was reverse breadcrumbing. Right, right right yeah i was like this bad things are gonna happen and then when i finally broke up with him i honestly i think he was confused i think he was like i just didn't see this coming right and i'm like how did you not, how see, did this you coming? not see it coming buddy
1: mm-hmm, right. like i
0: told you like 20 times over the past like three years like i'm gonna break up with you You don't be better yeah
1: so, i feel like in relationships when you get to a certain age and maturity level it's like look this is what i want this is what i need yeah. if you can't give that to me then we i'm gonna go yeah like and it's as simple as that and mm-hmm. and vice versa like mm-hmm. you tell me the things that you need for me and expect for me and like if i can't do that and deliver that to you you should
2: fucking leave yeah yeah here's the thing that i like really appreciate the way that You guys broke up. I know that sounds weird, but like (laughs) you can tell that you cared for him Mm -hmm. because of the way that you broke up with him. You were like being mindful of how this was going to affect him. You could have broken up with him in Venice, but you were like, no, like this is not the appropriate time, which also like granted that's shitty of you for having to hold Mm. on to that feeling Mm -hmm. and like wait for, I guess, the proper moment. But is there really a proper moment? no but should you do it on a vacation probably not no either. totally and i don't agree with do that it before flight although
1: when he looked at you and said why are you such a shit person i mean kind of i wanted to see him like yeah. floating off in a venice boat like <laughs> flailing being like which way's the airport fuck my life but you know yeah kudos to you yeah.
0: <laughs> I, was, I just went the other way where i was like i'm like well if i kill him i'll have to be in italian jail and i don't speak Italian." oh my god <laughs> Like, so i have to learn a whole new language, and that just doesn't seem like I it's something I want. I just don't have the energy for that. It's <laughs> like, too That was, funny. like, my whole thought process. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it inside forever. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Which also not healthy. Yeah.
1: No. Um, okay, so we've covered all the relationship stuff. Tell me, before we end, what is each of your favorite travel spots on Earth that you've been to and why? Like a little, like, five-minute spiel
2: mine was thailand yes (laughs) (laughs) um i had a pretty phenomenal experience there when i was there in 2019 and that's just like from being in bangkok to seeing my best friend alex who i hadn't seen in over a year and a half and meeting in a different corner of the world was just magical and a and just, like, Bangkok, the people that are there, the massages are, like, $5 oh my God, to die for, for an hour. You yeah. just, it's so... It's cheap. It's accessible. Like, I don't think you could go wrong going to Thailand. You yeah. could go to the islands as well, which is something that I did. And we kayaked uh, to some of the islands, again, phenomenal experience. I had so many like perfect days. Mm -hmm. It's like a day that literally stuff could go wrong, but it doesn't matter because it was still a really good day.
1: Did you feel like that Bali fell short after you went to Thailand? Because I did.
2: Yes, I did. I was waiting for Bali to give me that kind of magic. But like at that point, I was just like, yeah. Mm, I got my magic and my don't hands. get me wrong,
1: Bali is fucking beautiful and there's yeah. really amazing spots. I wish I would have gone outside of a mm-hmm. um, but I stayed because I got attacked by a fucking vicious monkey. <gasps> Another <laughs> podcast episode. Um <laughs> I forgot
2: about that's we talked about that. Oh yeah, yeah, dude.
1: Like full on. Yeah. Um so I had to stay there to get my uh second rabies shot. But yeah. um I wish I would have gone to like the islands and stuff because they look absolutely beautiful. But yeah like thailand just there was something that was magical about mm-hmm. and especially because i was in Pai for the majority of my stay in thailand um that was small and like unique and mm-hmm. it felt like everybody knew each other and bali just felt like a bigger more industrialized touristy place mm-hmm. it just that.
2: felt so touristic yeah. in bali yeah. and i felt like it kind of took away from it Yeah, so. i agree interesting okay what about you anna
0: um, I was like, I was really thinking about this. I think my favorite place that I've gone, um, at least in recent memory, is the Grand Canyon. I did a, oh, cool. a hike in the Grand Canyon. Uh, we did like 36 miles. Nice. And, uh. Wait, like,
1: what? 36 miles? Yeah, we
0: hiked it. We did like a backpacking trip. Okay,
1: but you like camped along the way. Yeah. That's insanely yeah. long.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did like, um, I want to say we did like seven miles and like nine miles and like five we had some like offshoots or something like that. Um, it was like it was the most amazing trip I've ever taken. Did you go to that, like, crystal clear, like, waterfall place that's in the Grand Canyon? So, um, I know what you're talking about. We didn't do that one. The year that we went in 2019, um, what ended up happening was there was some, uh, like, fights over the right for Mm. that area because it's actually on tribal land. Right, okay. And, like... Basically, these companies were coming in and doing hikes and then not giving the money to, like, uh, the, like they weren't, like, contributing to the right, upkeep right. of the tribes and stuff like that. So the tribes were just like, you guys can't come now. So, like, we thought about doing that particular hike, but instead we did um, this one called uh, Hermit's Rest was oh, the cool. hike. And on the last night, it was like, the we had a full moon when we started, and then it was finally waning. And like we we're in the tent, we didn't have like the top on or anything like that. And I was like looking up into the stars and like sobbing. Cause <laughs> it was oh. so beautiful. It was like it was nothing I'd ever seen before. And I actually like had my contacts in so I could see. <laughs> like uh, That's amazing. I mean, yeah. I was like, in my soul, I was like, this is the most beautiful place I could be, like, in the whole world right yeah. now. I was, like, mm-hmm. right in that moment. I was, like, I felt so connected. And it was, like, oh, I
1: love that.
0: Uh, it was you know, I, I've
1: never been to the Grand Canyon. I fucking live six hours from Arizona, and I've never been to the
0: Grand Canyon. I, I highly recommend it. I did both, uh, like, rim sides. We hiked in yeah. the South Rim, and then we went to the North Rim to go see, and then... I uh, was in the car, like my face pressed against the window, looking at the stars as we drove out of like the north. Oh room. my god, I love it. <laughs> That's um, awesome. It was amazing. That's like my my favorite trip I think so yeah, far. I love it. I love
1: it. Um, ladies, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where the podcast is.
0: Do you want me to do it? Do the whole thing. Do the do the thing. spiel. Do the spiel. Okay. Um, so you guys can find us on Instagram at little um, we're on Twitter and TikTok at Little Detour Pod. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash just a little detour. Um, you can find our podcast, Just a Little Detour, on all platforms uh, Spotify, Apple. Breaker, whatever the other ones are. That all, all the things. All the, the, things. All the <laughs> things. It's everywhere. Just type in Just a Little Detour. We have Possibly a website. Oh, yeah, we have a website. Just a Little Detour. is our website.
2: And then you can find me, Lizbeth, on Instagram at Lizbeth underscore and on Twitter at LizDaly'sRayes31.
0: Um, you can find me, Anna, at AnnaBanana625 on Instagram and you can find me on Twitter at MadCowsMood2. What? Yeah,
1: that's it. That's the handle. I We're gonna fucking end
0: on that note. Oh, Thank goodness. you for
2: being here, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you so much.